Hello everyone and welcome to the MoPod, brought to you by MoDate, where we discuss everything Mo, from modern orthodoxy to my opinions and more. I'm your host Evan Harris and we have a great guest for you today. Let's get to it. Today we're sitting down with Tova Weinberg. How are you, Tova? Good. Good. I love being here in Jerusalem. Beautiful, great country. I live in the best country and the best city in the world for me. Great. That's great. So before we dive into Saw You at Sinai and your matchmaking career, just want to understand more about your background, where you're from. And you just mentioned you're in Jerusalem, but what you're doing these days. Well, I'm uh, originally born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. I am a first generation American. My parents were refugees from Germany, and I still feel as if I'm smoldering from the ashes of the Holocaust. And that's the truth. I still, it has affected me and I'm 69 years old and it is still, I have still, I am still feeling the ashes of the Holocaust. Yes. Where my parents were refugees from Germany. My mother-in-law was a survivor from Auschwitz, but it's so much a part of who I am. Wow. Okay. So we'll definitely. So, so I'm, uh, a product of um, being born, uh, being raised in a very, very ultra-Orthodox um, school because in the uh, 50s, um, there it was either public school or Beis Yaakov. So my parents sent me to Beis Yaakov and I loved it. It was very wonderful. But uh, all my friends got married at 19 and here I was 24, still not married. So my mother um, took me, sent me at the age of 22 to the Upper West Side, where a rabbi by the name of Rabbi um, Shlomo Riskin started a uh, singles uh, network for the Upper West Side at, at a shul called Lincoln Square. We used to call it Wink and Stare, but uh, it was just uh, the hub of all Orthodox people from all over the world. And there I met a woman who just died at the age of almost 99, Els Benheim, who was a, a tzaddikis, a such a righteous human being. Every Friday night, she would invite 30 men and 30 women to her house, strangers, in order for them just to do the mitzvah. This is the early 70s. Do the mitzvah of trying to set people up. We became very good friends. She said, let's do a party. I'll finance it. You invite the people. And I started on this, on this, on this journey. I met a girl at the party out of nowhere. I said, You'll, you're great for my friend Mark. She's, and it was during the time of the, um, the, that the airlines were being hijacked and there was an embargo on oil and, and the son of Sam was, was killing everybody. And she said, how do I know he's not the son of Sam? I went on my hands and knees and I begged her to go out. They went out the next day. They called me and said, I'm they're going to get married. I said, hmm, you know, <laughs> God, give me the messenger. Maybe he can make me a messenger again. And that's how I got into it. I got, it, got into it. I started collecting men and women and I started putting them together. I've been doing this for a solid 45 years. Wow. Okay. So... You mentioned a lot of things there, and we'll definitely circle back to how the Holocaust, that feeling kind of shaped you also in this way. But for now, so you started something called Saw You at Sinai. I am. There were three of us. Uh, okay. But you were one of the people. Yes. 
And so I'm wondering whose idea was it, who came up with the name, and who actually created the software, and when did this all take place? It wasn't me. Mark Goldman and Ozzy Carter, Ozzy Cutter started it. They came up with the, the name. They came up with the software. I think Ozzy financed it, and Mark was the computer genius behind it. And I know we do software in India or something, but, you know, I can barely turn on a computer. It certainly wasn't me. But I had all the questions and I had the people. So we combined our forces together. And I am a total volunteer on the site. I don't make a penny. I do it for the mitzvah only. Gotcha. And... So I always was confused with So You At Sinai, why, why You Connect, just... Same what, thing. It's the same it, thing? It's all under the same umbrella. We have about 30 or 40 different branches of the main umbrella, So You At Sinai. J. Montreal, a million of them. A million. Got it. And when did you start... So When did everyone start So You At Sinai, the group? 20 years ago, about 20 years ago. And before that, I how was... was yeah. Doing it uh, the old fashioned way. I would get a profile. I would call them up. I'd get to know them. I would think of some names. I would call the people who took hours and hours. Now, everybody uh, registers for the site. It is so, so specific and so detailed that I don't have to make one phone call. Now, if I know the person and I really want the girl or boy to say, yes, I will make a phone call. I will make that phone call. And say, listen, I, I made three or four phone calls tonight, which I'm making another one soon, where I sent a profile and I want to make sure they don't reject it because I want them to know it's much more than a profile. Got it. Got it. And so before you started, before the group started, so you at Sinai, you were already doing a lot of matchmaking. Was that I the thought, first? Yeah. yeah. When I started, I came to, uh, to Pittsburgh. And I noticed that everybody has intermarried. And as an Orthodox Jew, the thought of intermarriage and as the as the product of a, of, of a survivor, you know, I feel like I'm a survivor, even though I never I, I was born and raised in America. Um, intermarriage is not happening. I, I'm very much against it. Um, unless, of course, the woman converts an Orthodox conversion. I have no problem with that. So I started to speak. My husband brought me all the interns and residents from the hospital. He was an attending there. And I started going to different women's organizations with the message, give me your daughters, give me your nieces, give me your sisters. I've got men. That's all you had to say. And I started getting people. I interviewed everybody. I put them on a, on a, um, uh, on a, uh, uh, a Google form or and I'm, it was not even Google, but it was some form my husband had made up for me and with a picture and this and that. And we started. Wow. And yeah. And so I when made a lot of singles parties in Pittsburgh and that's how my name got out there. Got it. And your name got very out there. I mean, you were written up in the New York times. I, I found, um, uh, a Jewish matchmaker whose hand led hundred, hundreds down the aisle. That was the headline. So you were definitely well-renowned. And so I'm wondering. I'm not sure I deserve it, but yeah, I, I don't think I really deserve it, but that's okay. I'm not okay. sure you do. Anyway, I'm wondering 
when you got married, was there any part of you that lost this fervor for setting people up or did nothing happen like that? Stronger. Became stronger. I wanted everybody to be as happy as I was. Being I love being married. Okay, I really that's... love my husband. I love my kids. I love my grandchildren. I feel so blessed. And I want other people, I want everybody to feel like I do. That's really nice. So talking about the Upper West Side, I live on the Upper West Side. Uh, but I've heard that a lot of things have changed and kind of the center of everything has changed. So you mentioned Lincoln Square, Lincoln Stair. I actually had a question written up about that that I'm getting from from Sophie Gordon, who who made sure. the intro between us. So I'm yes. wondering, what do you think about, do you know about the Upper West Side scene these days? I, and what I do you think about it? Bit. Most of them are in the 90s, 95s. They're not down by the 60s anymore. They've gone all the way up to the 90s. When I was there, no one passed 86, 86th Street. Now we're there in the hundreds, you know. Mm-hmm. But what what's happening now on the West Side, from what my people tell me, is that the men and women, the especially the, the men, have a lot of women friends, and they um, the friends cook for them, so they so they um, satisfy their gastro needs, and the women become their friends, so they satisfy their emotional needs. They talk about their girlfriends. And so there's no need for the men to get married. And it's a, it's a, it's so my philosophy to all these women is do not have friends that are men. Do not stick with women and men are to marry and not have friends with. I'm, 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 I, I never had any men friends and I'm modern Orthodox. It's just, you know, unless you can stay really good friends with them, it's not worth it. And that's a lot of the problem today okay so you think distraction is basically like a huge issue in terms of what if someone were to say to you just to play devil's advocate that what if someone's priority is not marriage they are I, I can't work yeah. with them. you not are interested, not interested in working with them gotcha not interested not i can't i have too many people that really want to get married Gotcha. They're sincerely interested, not interested. I won't work with them. I do this for free. What do I have, need a headache for? Great. So the so the people that you do work with, and they what does it what does it mean that you work with someone? I, I I they call me. No, there are people that are very unrealistic, especially men. But I have seen women. For instance, I just interviewed this sixty year old guy. Came to my house. Every girl that I spoke to him about wasn't pretty enough, wasn't thin enough. Thinking to myself, this poor guy has is so unrealistic about what he can get. He he has visions of grandeur. He he's neuro he's crazy. He's totally crazy. And I said to him, I'm so sorry, but I can't work with you. You're unrealistic. Until you go for therapy, uh, then then I can work with you. You're 60 years old, you're looking for a 20-year-old I'm sorry, I can I absolutely cannot help you. It's insulting for me to help you. So Okay, yeah, do you do you know. at the time when he came to my house, that's what he was looking for else he would never have entered my house ever. Got it. Do you strictly work with people like through the site or oh, do you- I work with everybody, but 
most of the people are from the site. When I meet them, I make the, I put them on the site immediately because mm. that's my Rolodex. Everything is much easier from the site. I see everybody. If you're not on the site, I don't see you. I'm on the site. There's 24 there. I sleep from, I stop working at nine o'clock at night and I sleep till 5.30. From 5.30 in the morning till nine o'clock at night, I'm working except for about five or six hours during the day where I have to go for my needs. Otherwise, from 5.30 till 9 o'clock, I'm on my computer, I'm on my phone, I'm convincing people to go out with each other. Gotcha. And what is something maybe you've seen that's changed in the past 10, 15, 20 years in terms of people's willingness to go out with each other? Have you noticed any trends there that people are less willing? or People are are much more dissatisfied with people. They, they are so used to getting exactly what they want that if, and they have it in their minds, you know, they get the, the greatest coffee, the greatest vacation, the greatest this, and it, they have this image of a woman or a man that they want to take home to their parents. And the older they get, that image is, is fading away. And they're not going to come home with it and they won't let them. They're stuck. And that's what I see. Okay. So just to speak about the site, I mean, there are definitely some people I know that, you know, are not on Soyo at Sinai in any form. And I obviously, as we spoke about run my own site, which is way newer, but I don't, and I, I don't tell people to not sign up for other sites. You know what I mean? There are multiple Encourage resources. everybody to sign up for as many sites as they can. Oh, my God. Not just, I mean, I love Sawyer at Sinai, and everybody who wants to work with me must get on the site. But that does not uh, mean that you shouldn't get on every other site as well. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. So I definitely encourage people to, to try everything. I think that Absolutely. there's no harm in it. And so I'm wondering, you mentioned that when you were 24, you were single. And so just want to hear about how you ended up meeting your husband. And what's the story there? I went with a boyfriend at the time to somebody's surprise birthday party. I, I knew them vaguely. And I we walk in and the boyfriend dumps me and starts talking to another woman. I look around the room and I have dated every single boy there. Because I wanted to go home, except for the little old guy that's hair was covering his head. And I walked up to him. I said, I, I, I said, and something happened to me that never happened before. My feet started tingling. My toes started tingling. I swear I never had that reaction. But I feel that God is always with me and that that God was trying to tell me something. That God tickled my toes to know that I should meet this boy. So I went up to him. I said, listen, my toes are tingling. I think God wants me to meet you. And you're the only guy in the room that I haven't gone out with. Do you mind taking me home? And he said, okay. And nine months later, we were married. Wow. That's okay. as simple as it gets. Yeah. That's, that's a nice story. So I feel like a lot these days, I mean, I don't know what the situation is in Israel, but it feels like people say the sentiment is that there are fewer events than there used to be and up to israel oh my god every day there's 10 events oh, 10 okay events. 10 events 
Yeah, I don't know what's happening in America. I don't know. All I know is I do events here. Every Friday, a single can have 30 events to choose from, from hiking to protesting to, uh, you know, uh, there's so much. Uh, singles protest, uh, singles yeah. hike, you know, meet your friends at a protest. I mean, there's so much. There's so much to do. This place is on about 100 milligrams of steroids compared to New York. This uh -huh. place is booming. And Tel Aviv is on a thousand milligrams of steroids compared to Jerusalem. It's hopping. There's wow, okay. So to do. I encourage all the sing. There's more singles here in Israel than there are in the States, in New York. I encourage everybody to come make Aliyah or, or just move here and, and meet your Peshir. Take them back with you, but move here. Do you think that events are the most effective way to, to meet your Bashar? Or it helps. What do you think? I like events. When I was um single, we had gross singers. I don't know if you ever remember gross singers. Do you know what I've 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 heard of gross singers? I've I think maybe my grandparents were involved somehow. Right. But yeah. Grandparents probably. Mm -hmm. And um it was amazing. Every Labor Day weekend, every Shavuos. And every Shabbos Nachamu was an Orthodox um, avenue to meet people. I had uh, I had so many dates from those. They were fabulous. I don't know any more Shabbatons. I used to do them in Pittsburgh. They're very hard. I, you know, here there's tons of Shabbatons. Every every Friday night there's somebody doing a Friday night dinner for singles. I mean, there's so much going on here. So much. Gotcha. There's kind of this sentiment here that I'm sure exists there also, maybe not to the same extent, that singles events are kind of weird and people kind of like look down on them. What are your what are your thoughts on that? It could be. That's why we started doing hiking. Mm -hmm. I started doing hiking every Friday for singles and it's with um, hiking the Holy Land. It's fantastic. And people love it. And it's a, dis it's a distraction. If you didn't meet a guy, you didn't meet a girl, you have a great walk. Look at the birds. Look at the beautiful scenery. Um, I, I love lectures. Uh, we used to get Rabbi Torskale all the time to speak to us. Uh, now we get all kinds of very, very famous speakers. We have events all the time. I think it's a good thing. Uh, sometimes the same old, same old, same old come. But you never know. I, I, I introduced somebody, the last event we had, to uh, somebody, and they're still dating. So I hope it works. Oh, wow. And they would, I would never have thought of the shidduch unless I saw her and him together. Okay, wow, that's amazing. And so how many couples total have you set up? Do you have that number? About 353. About 353? I mean, exactly 353. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Got it. And that, that's a high number. And is that including things that happened from So You at Sinai that you weren't well, directly involved in? I'm involved with. Yes. Yes. Wow. And how many Shidduchim have come from So You at Sinai just totally? Every day we make another Shidduch on the site. Wow. Not, not me personally, but all the other. Every, we have at least 365 matches that end up in matrimony a year. Was it hard at all? Like when it first started, was it hard getting it off the ground? Were there any challenges? No, marketing? no, because they gave everybody free membership for about two years. Oh, okay. So 
nobody balked at it. And once they saw the wonder of the of the way it's programmed, everybody wants to stay on. Gotcha. And how I tell you... people who don't want to stay on, okay, because then they go, go. But Baruch Hashem, you're getting set up by your friends, by your rabbis. No, I'm not getting set up with anybody. So then why are you leaving? There's nobody for me on the site. And they come back in a couple of months. Got it. Yeah, definitely. Nope. I hear that. And how did you kind of like decide what to how which people to to get to be connectors and like who is involved in that? Like the recruitment. Well, they, of they have to apply. Mm-hmm. They have to apply to be connectors. And then we have somebody that's that uh, that interviews them. Got and it. references are very important. If I tell them, if I tell Mark about somebody I think is going to be a great matchmaker, they will make them a great matchmaker. You know, it will make them. Got it. And what do you consider a dating success? Is is that just marriage or is there a different metric for us? Like when you set someone up and okay, just marriage. That's I've had many, many lost engagements, broken Mm -hmm. engagements. But marriage is the ultimate success. Got it. And what is an example of like a situation where you're meeting from someone for the first time and there's just something they say that is like, I'm not going to work with this person. Like how, how could people be better about that in terms of speaking to Shachan's matchmakers? Well, the first thing they, they, they can do is don't give me a list. Don't give me a list. I, I I have to have this. I have to have thin. I have to look like a, a um, you know, a blonde hair. I have to have green. You know, look at me. I'm so handsome. I, I need somebody equally as handsome. And I have an attraction issue. And I she's got to look like this and this and this. You know, that turns me off. I never set them up again. That turns me off completely. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's humble, who's sweet, who's nice, who's, if they're not nice to me, they ain't going to be nice to anybody. I'm doing them a favor. So that's a real good character reference for me. When they're not nice to me, I know they can't be nice to their wives. And how do you decide what's a good match? Like, What is that algorithm within your brain that decides like this person is good for that person? How do you make your suggestions? Sometimes it's innate. Like... Um, when I, I met this girl in Pittsburgh and I said to my, I called my friend up from New York. I said, you got to get over to Pittsburgh. I have you in a skirt. Get out. And they got married. Mm-hmm. It's, but the most important thing is hashkafa. What I can't set up somebody who's totally not religious with an ultra Orthodox people person. We need the hashkafa to balance. So it's interesting. I had someone on this podcast who said that something they noticed recently was everyone is so worried about hushkafa, which was not a term that was necessarily used back in the day. And people are getting maybe even too nitpicky with hushkafa. Right. So what do you see with that? I really deal with a much hardcore group. I don't deal with the 18, 19, 20 year olds that can get anybody out. I deal with older and the older people are much more flexible. Mm-hmm. Okay, he doesn't delve in every day. Okay, he doesn't like to fill in. Okay, ba 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 ba. But 
but I deal with people who've dated for years and years and years. Got it. You know, I I think she deals with the younger people. So it definitely makes sense that 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 could happen over time. And so what do you also deal with younger people or or mostly older people? I like to deal mostly with older people. Why? I deal with younger people because it's much more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's much harder to deal with. And the younger people have a million boys and a million girls. They don't need it. Young, pretty, vibrant. They don't, they don't need me. And this idea of a shidduch crisis, that whatever so, you want to define it as, what do you think about that? I don't believe it's a shidduch crisis. What I think is happening is there are more boys born than girls and more boys become irreligious and therefore they're out of the scene. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the major problem. Gotcha. Otherwise, there are more boys than girls. And if they can set their limits and be realistic, they'd be a lot better off. Gotcha. And when you're on your day to day, how many new people are you speaking to? Three. Three? At least. At least. And how do you do like a character check do you call them or i call them well there's one second one second i call them i call them to chat and has it ever happened that and i interviewed them now that i live in israel Mm -hmm. it's the center of the world so people come first of all anybody who lives here it's not too far away and then people come from all over the world now that covid's over Oh, wow. So has it ever happened that someone you met that you were trying to set up ended up impacting your life in a in a different way? Like you talked to someone who were trying to set up and then something happened with them business wise or any just interesting stories about that? Um, That that I just tried. I I, I just tried to set them up on on a well, what happened was somebody came to me once and he was leaving that day. And, um, and, and a girl was leaving that day. And I said to them, I want you to meet at Ben Gurion airport. And they did. And they got married. Wow. Yeah. So I, any opportunity I can make it happen, I will make it happen. Got it. Okay. And now we're going to move on to a segment called the, the Mopod lightning rounds. Where okay. I'm going to fire off some quick questions and you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. What is the best piece of advice to give to people struggling in dating? I promise you, you'll get married. Just keep keep on going. And if you're struggling, go to a, psych- go to a good psychologist and say, listen, I've been dating for 15 years. Why aren't I married? That's all the question you have to ask. Okay. If you could eat any food every day for the rest of your life, what food would you choose? Hands down, potato chips. Okay. What is your favorite part about living in Israel? Every The Jewish calendar. Okay. We are part of the Jewish calendar. That's a nice answer. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Okay. What is your favorite color combination? Black and white. Okay. How many people should someone date a month on average? Two. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Toba Weinberg, for coming on the Mopod.
Anything else you want our listeners to know before we sign off? I, I'd love to help everybody. If you want me to help you, contact me on email, tobaweinberg at gmail.com. I want the whole world to get married and to be happy. And we need more Jewish children in the world. We still haven't gotten close to surpassing what we had before 1934. Sounds before good. Thank you so much. And everyone should contact Pump the Volume.